Could you hit the open road by yourself all alone for 12 months? Today's guest did just that. Jamie May is an indie author, which means self-published, of The Proving Ground, a 12-month solo trip across America, documented and written, available on Amazon. Jamie, I cannot wait to share your story. It's been a great evolution. So why don't we just get into first me welcoming you to the Launching Life's Journeys podcast. Thank you. I'm grateful for the chance to chat with you today. Okay. Now, I'm also going to say for the listeners that Jamie makes no bones about it. All women should own an RV and travel. And we'll get into that in a minute. So first, okay, your book is doing well. You can get it on Amazon, on Kindle. The Proving Ground. It was inspired by your own solo journey. Let's talk about it. Growing up, did Jamie May grow up camping and RVing? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But at some point, something happened. You had a why to say, I need to step away from life. I need a reset. Can you just talk about a little bit at what age were you when you ventured on this journey? Yeah. Um, so it was really two days after my 36th birthday. Okay. And I think for a lot of people, maybe it could have looked like a midlife crisis, but for me, it was a series of things that happened in my life. And I was finally at the point in my life where I could say, is this what I want to keep doing? What I've been doing, is this what I want to keep doing? And everything had kind of fallen into place for me to face that and be very real with myself. and actually be able to make a decision and follow through with and live out that decision, um, which I felt very fortunate to do. And it was the best experience of my life. So let's get into that experience. When you ventured off, you weren't planning on it being 12 months, correct? Correct. And where did your journey begin? Where did you first take off for that 12 month solo uh out of Arizona, I was living in and around the Phoenix area. Okay. And I was doing a lot of freelance marketing work. Um, I had already built out a trailer, which okay. is, um, I call it my tiny house. And I was like, I, you know, I really want to pursue writing more um, and just trying to keep a roof over my head and pay bills and work it didn't leave a whole lot of time for writing Yeah, and other people in my life too, that I was, I don't want to say tied to, but you know, they were a big part of my life that I was more living their life than mine. Yeah. And I just wasn't sure that I wanted to keep doing that when I had this great opportunity. So, um, so I took off from the Phoenix area and I had, which is, which is one of the best places because there's so much land around Arizona and especially in the fall and winter time, it's a really great place to be. And so as soon as I hit the road, um, more and more opportunities uh, came available um, for me to just keep going. Um, but it, it really, I had come a long way because 
um, what I talk about in the beginning of my book too is like all these reasons why um, this was something that I thought about doing. And there was a time in my life shortly after I moved to Phoenix where I was in a really bad car accident. And after that, I was absolutely terrified to drive. Mm. So for seven months, I didn't drive. And that changed my life in some good ways and some not good ways. But I was so scared of being on the road. Um, Like I physically couldn't drive. Mm. So that took a lot to recover from. And if you would have asked me at that point in my life, if I would be living on the road, driving my car, pulling my trailer, (laughs) it wasn't even a possibility, right? Because I was so scared of getting in the car. Um, So that's a lot about how my book starts out with what I had to go through um, to overcome that. And It's almost like looking back to me, it's two different people. It's like, how could that one person that used to be terrified to be on the road end up living on the road by herself, right? How does that happen? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was a big thing that I had to overcome in my journey. And the one thing that I've been learning more and more from people that are living this new life, uh, that they say, whether it's relearning or giving up sticks and bricks, that there is almost a reset and it's a, it's a, it's a new viewpoint on life. You go from having and maintaining to experiencing and seeing and connecting. And so, you know, the one thing that I really want to know too, is for 12 months, how many places did you go? Did you go coast to coast? Were you just here in the you know Southwest corridor? Talk about 12 months. And if you would just rattle off maybe 10 spots that you thought were awesome that you went to, whether it's just oh state God. or a particular park in one year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of my time on the Arizona, California border. And I found a great little spot there where I just kind of made my home base from November, December until March. Okay. And I was able to travel out from there. So um, I could take my trailer if I wanted to. I could leave my trailer behind and just take my truck. And so I spent a lot of time, let's see, while I love Northern Arizona over in San Diego, because I used to live in San Diego. So that was a really easy place for me to go back and revisit. There's so many spots there that I love. Not super RV friendly. I would say, you know, if I had a van, um, it would be a lot easier to get around and places to stay in San Diego. Um, So anyways, I digress. Um, So basically from Arizona to California, back to Arizona, up to, can't remember if I went through Nevada or not. I lived in Vegas for a while too. So maybe I went through there. Um, Then up to Moab, Utah, which is like a little slice of heaven on earth. Um, That was a really great place to explore. There's public land there. So I stayed for two weeks because that's the maximum. And 
every day there were people around me doing what I was doing. You know, I watched people parasailing through the sky. I watched hot air balloons going up every morning when I was sitting outside drinking my morning coffee. And I was just like, life can be like this. This is such a dream. You know, it just, it's one of those moments in life that just seemed too good to be true. Went to, from there, Goosenecks which I think is not a place that a lot of people have heard of, or especially at the time, this was a few years ago. Um, maybe more and more people are discovering it, but it is like one of the most incredible sites that I've ever seen in my life. And I just backed my trailer up to the edge. It's a thousand foot drop. Wow. Um, which again, like a lot of people were probably scared for me doing what I was doing, but I was in heaven. I wasn't being dumb about anything. And I had this million dollar view um, every morning all to myself. That's awesome. And, um, and I was traveling. There was another lady that I traveled with here and there. She was retired. She had her own couple of trailers. So she kind of picked which one she wanted to take. And so we went there together. It was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. So it's not like I was completely alone, even though I was by myself and she was yeah. by herself. Um, so goosenecks. And then um, I went to New Mexico. So Northern New Mexico. I always love Santa Fe. I traveled to Santa Fe so many times by myself in my twenties. I absolutely love that area. And um but I wanted to discover some other places. So Northern New Mexico, um, there's the Pajernal and uh, the Abiquiu area. There's an Army Corps of Engineers campground on the lake there. I stayed there when I was there. I just randomly ran into a group of other people, um, a couple of girls my age that were facing or had faced some pretty um, tough things in life that made them decide to hit the road. And so I started finding other people like me wow. and that gave me a lot of reassurance in doing what I was doing and um, kept traveling from there. So I wanted to see my family who I had lived away from for a long time. And so I started making my way back home, which was Northern Indiana. I hadn't lived there for seven or so years. Um, and just because I had the chance to, I decided, well, I'm going to go home and visit them for three weeks, you know, um, where before working in the corporate world, that would have never been an option. Then like spend time flying there, visit for a couple of days, spend time flying back. There's your week vacation. You're done back to work, you know, but this was a chance in my life to spend more time with them when I had never had that chance before. So it's like, I'm going home for three weeks and visiting. Um, so I just kind of made my way all across the country. Um, and then when I got back home, my mom said, you know, you don't have to go back West to travel. <laughs> you there's great places around here. You can travel and see. And I was like, well, the Midwest is boring. Why would I want to do that? But I was so wrong. Right. So once I got back to the Midwest, then I started traveling out from here and exploring places in Michigan. Um, I discovered pictured rocks, National Lakeshore in Michigan. And I lived on the Michigan border my whole life and never heard of it, you know, went to South Dakota and Wyoming. I mean, I've been everywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, and oh, there we are. I knew that. There's your light. Hold on. Okay. So here we go. So three, 
two, one. So obviously you've had some pretty amazing journeys. You've seen some amazing things. And that's what I continue to hear more and more about people that are embracing full-time living is they've seen more in one year than they've seen in their entire life. Mm -hmm. So were your experiences, your thoughts, memories, is that what the book's about? Or what, if you can just kind of break down the book in terms of chapters, is it your own documented journey? Is it more of a self-help, a guide? What is The Proving Ground about? It really is about, um, I would have to say it, it is about my journey, okay. um, but also kind of one of those things. And I, and I've found, as I say this, some people either know exactly what I'm talking about and they get it because they've experienced it too, or they just think I'm like off the wall for saying this. But if you have this like intuition, this internal voice that guides you and you listen to it, there's some pretty amazing things that can happen in your life. And the people that have experienced that, they know exactly what I'm talking about and they get it. And so this book kind of walks everybody through my journey, like what those little things were that were guiding me along the way. Um, it also talks about some of the people that I met, a lot of the people that I met on the road. Um, you wouldn't believe like how many cancer survivors there are, people that thought they were facing a death sentence with their health. And they survived that and they they said am I going to keep living the way that I was or do I want to do something different and they were bold enough to take those steps in their life to make those changes I mean I met some of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life when I was living on the road um, their stories will bring you to tears people facing terminal illnesses that again just wanted to live and to them, living meant living on the road, traveling, seeing everything they wanted to see. Um, when you face some hard things in life, it really makes you think about if, if you want to keep doing what you're doing or not. And I met a lot of those people on my journey. Sure. And I think, you know, being a solo female RVer it's really easy for people to be scared for you. Like your mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like you're out there in the middle of nowhere by yourself. Somebody's going to come get you. And it's like, every time I'm out in the middle of nowhere by myself, I think I can see somebody coming from miles away. Right. I'm not worried <laughs> about anybody coming to get me. Sure. I have plenty of advance notice, you know? So, you know, The Proven Ground then obviously is a wonderful book for people that, you know, and I call it a gut instinct. Many yes. times we are not willing to listen to our gut instinct or our feeling because of fear or vulnerability. We worry about what other people think, or we have a fear of loss, a fear of it not working out. And what I hear from you and your inspiration with The Proven Ground is listen less to the fear and listen mm -hmm. more to the gut instinct in the way that you feel, because it's going to take you to places that you never dreamed. That being said, and we're going to, we're building up to the crescendo here. You never said, because I wrote it down, that all women need to live full time in an RV. You just said all women should own an RV and travel because your journey since you're solo 
has taken you to where now you have a family mm-hmm. and you travel, which is wonderful. And it's given a lot of wonderful experience uh, for your, your, is it your daughter? My son. Oh, for your son. Okay. So yeah. I'll redo that again. So three, two, one. So it's giving you a lot of amazing experiences already for your son, which probably warms your heart because he's starting much earlier than you did on seeing these adventures with your partner. And we've only got a little bit of time left. So I want to, I want to get into this. So when you look at the journeys that you've taken with your family and that faithful day, when you said, I'm, I'm hitting the road solo for 12 months, are the journeys similar? Are they the same? Are they different for you personally? Mm -hmm. How so? Sure. It's great that I get to share these experiences and the things that I love so much with the people in my life that I love. And honestly, my son, his sweet little face lights up so much. Every time we go in the tiny house, he does great in the car. I've been so blessed that he handles really long road trips really, really well. Um, But it's almost like if you think about like the little tree house that kids have, Yep. It's just their size. You know, this is a 12 by six converted cargo trailer, 70 square feet. There's not a lot of room, but he comes in here and everything is his size. Yep. He loves it. <laughs> so awesome. I have no problem taking him on the road. And I have gotten to show him so many different states already. So many different experiences. Growing up, my mom always said travel is the best education. Oh, okay. And so I have that in my mind every single time we hit the road. What can I teach him? What can he see? What can he learn? Because I want him to have these diverse experiences in life to make him a well-rounded person. I just, I think travel changes who we are and to be able to give my son that now at starting, you know, from the beginning of his life, I just, it makes my heart so full. Which leads to the final crescendo question. Whether you're a widow, a mom, you're single, you're married, you're young, you're old. Why do you feel that every woman should have an RV and travel at some point? So when I say RV, it could be any kind of adventure vehicle. I've taken trips even just in my truck. Okay. So I... RV seems out of reach for some people, but that could look like so many different things. It Mm -hmm. could be a tent. It could be your car. It could be your truck. It could be an RV. It could be a fifth wheel. It could be, you know, whatever. There's so many different options, but for women who, um, in any walk of life, they, there's so many different reasons why. Um, You know, I'm on forums where I see women who are escaping domestic violence situations. And I was in one myself a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And don't think that I wasn't always trying to find a way out. If I had had an RV at the time, it would have been a lot easier for me to leave than what I did. And so not just that, But if you need time to yourself, (laughs) which everybody does from time to time, you don't even have to take the trailer anywhere. It can be parked in your driveway. Just go in there and take a five minute breather. Um, If there is a place that you've always wanted to see, I think women are natural caregivers and think about other people first more than they think about themselves. 
um, you know, I saw you interview Janine Pettit from Girl Camper. And one of the things that she said was, you know, my Girl Campers, a lot of them are women who this is finally their time in life. Yep. You know, they've raised their kids and maybe they wanted to travel, but they had to, you know, pay um, for kids are going to camp. Oh, he needs braces. The soccer uniform is due. All the examples that she gave. But now they're finally at this place in life where they can do the things they've wanted to do. They've not put themselves first for so long. And I would have to say my experience um, compared to what Janine explained uh, has been completely opposite to that. I was able to have the travel RVing experience prior to having a family and it makes me a better mom. Um, it makes me, I think, uh, a better person for seeing and experiencing the things that I have. And I feel grateful every single day that I got that chance in life because I've seen too many people also think that I'll do it someday and they don't get that, that someday that they thought was coming never does. And it's, it's heartbreaking. So I think that you have to take every chance as you have it. Um, and see where that leads you in life. And I would agree with you. I think that's, uh, you know, a very elegant way of, of saying it. And that's really been the culmination of our team here, you know, um, our marketing team. We kind of talked about launching this podcast and coming up with that name. And, you know, that's what's really been humbling. You know, Heartland, we're just a manufacturer of a vehicle option of many different options that allow people to launch their own life's journey. Mm-hmm. Your journey has been wonderful. It's been fun to see and learn, you know, so much from you as, you know, hitting the road solo to now enjoying life on the road with your family and, 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 and really embracing life being about experiences and seeing and touching and feeling. And like you said, growing uh, so much more on the road. So everybody, Jamie May is the author, The Proving Ground. It's out, available now, Amazon, Kindle. Um, you may also... Uh, see Jamie's name as she's the operations manager for RV Today magazine and Rootless Living magazine as well. And from what I hear from your boss, you do a phenomenal job and he's very happy that you're a part of his team. I thank you so much, Jamie, for taking some time to be a guest on the Launching Life's Journeys podcast and share your story. Thank you. I'm Will Miller, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Launching Life's Journeys podcast brought to you by Heartland RVs. Stay tuned for our next destination.